It's the My Michelle Live podcast. The wait is finally over. Oh, ferociously entertaining. A dazzling escape. It's the My Michelle Live podcast. My, 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 my Michelle Live. Welcome to My Michelle Live. It is Entertainment Review. We're going to be taking on entertainment news, a musical, and new movies that are out that you may want to see. And of course, we do it with the one, the only Adam Holtz. Plugging you into the movies, this is Adam Holtz. And let me just say before we start, if anybody feels like getting me a Christmas present, I want a bumper sticker that says ferociously entertaining. I just love that. It makes right. me happy. Cannot beat it. You can't beat it. We're going to start off the broadcast getting you up to date on some news that you may not have heard, some things that you may have heard, but maybe bears a little bit more commentary and gives you a little family-friendly feel, a little entertainment news. Entertainment news. It's not really entertainment news until Big Voice Guy says it's entertainment news. So thank you, Big Voice Guy. So in entertain, it seems like it's nearly a form of worship. What am I talking about? There, When you get to the point where you're willing to spend a heck of a lot of money on stuff that just comes from movies, that's what I'm talking about. There was an auction where Marilyn Monroe dress... Um, Star Wars paraphernalia. It was a Marilyn Monroe dress for $208,000 went on this auction. Captain America's shield, $200,000. That's more than the median price of a family home. And and it's probably just plastic anyway. It probably (laughs) costs 10 bucks to make. I've got one that was just kind of, I picked up at a garage sale. I don't know how much it's worth. It's just practice or plastic. A Star Wars Stormtrooper helmet that... Oh, it's was, getting real now. I know, that's the thing. I was like rolling my eyes and going, oh my gosh, who what buys this stuff? What if you did all three of them? What if you put Marilyn Monroe's dress on, a Stormtrooper helmet, and the shield? And so, I mean, it might be $750,000 poorer, but... Boom. <laughs> Wouldn't you look good? That's right. It'd almost be worth it. Yeah, that Stormtrooper helmet was from the original 1977 movie. I'm not going to lie. The last two, but especially the Stormtrooper helmet, I might have bought for 100 bucks, but I don't know about 200,000. I don't know. No, it's well, it's all about scale, right? When you wonder what does what are these billionaires that make a hundred million dollars a day in interest on their fortune? What do they do with their money? Do they go to eBay and say, yeah, I'll take a Captain America shield for 200 grand. That's like going to Starbucks for that. (laughs) I know something that you shouldn't buy. Apparently is Skittles. Did you know that they are now? Did you hear? I have been having conversations with people about all of the things that are totally illegal in most other countries in the world to eat. Skittles is on the list. Pop-Tarts, Pop-Tarts, why'd they have to take my Pop-Tarts away? (laughs) And Frosted Flakes apparently has some horrific chemical in it that if you told a European that you ate Frosted Flakes, they would just look at you sideways and wait for you to die, I think. What is funny if you go to other countries. or something in them? I saw this story. Yeah, Skittles in a lawsuit, it's a lawsuit filed in California, claims that they have titanium dioxide. And so it renders them unfit for human 
consumption. But honestly, if you go to other can- uh, countries, I'm just a hop, skip and a jump away from Canada. You can go to places like Canada even and eat Europe and go, this food tastes cleaner. And you know what? Is. It is. So there's that news story. Something that parents are saying aren't clean, by the way. Parents Television Council is urging Netflix to change the rating on Stranger Things from TV 14 to TV MA, Mature, because it has a seven, 700% increase, Adam, in graphic violence and the frequent use of the F word in season four. And parents are saying, hey, we can't do our job if you don't do yours. Yeah. And a couple of thoughts, a couple of professional and one personal. I love the Parents Television Council. I've talked with Tim Winter before. They do great work. I am certain that they're right. However, I have also seen season four of Stranger Things a couple of times now, and I don't remember any F words at all. Now, I will also say working for Plugged In, that when we're just watching stuff, we don't hear things the same way than if you're sitting there with a notebook and writing it down. You're, you're absolutely I, right. I read the story and I'm like, boy, I don't know. I don't remember any F words in season four. All right. Let me ask you this. I have just a modicum of skepticism, even though I absolutely love what Tim Winter and his group there do. I'm sure they're right, and I've probably just missed it. Adam, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. I know the answer because you and I have talked about this in the past in our years of broadcasting together. Do you remember any F-bombs and bad bad language in Back to the Future? No, but it's all over it. That's the thing is (laughs) you... Especially with older stuff, we just don't remember it. No. Go watch Goonies for five minutes and come back and tell me how many S words there are yeah. in the first five minutes of Goonies. Yeah, you watch uh, it as a parent with parent eyes. S-words and Stranger Things. I just don't remember that many, as many F words as it makes it sound like. But nonetheless, there, but I think there's a tr- there's a trend that we're seeing in movies and series. <laughs> And even before this news story came out, I was so surprised because just this week I was talking about it. There seems to be a progression towards darkness in a lot of series, movie series, television series. When they don't know what to do anymore, they just get darker and more shocking. It's like they're jumping the shark, in my opinion. So. Well, and I, this is personal time with Adam. I have enjoyed Stranger Things, even as I certainly would say there are big issues with it. I think it raises some interesting spiritual questions. I think that here's the thing. When we like something, we don't like to be told that it has problems. Ouch. Like how many Christians do you know who you heard talking about Game of Thrones in church or some really M-rated show, I'm like, okay, it's got dragons and cool characters and walkers and whatever. 
it's got a lot of naked people in it, which Stranger Things doesn't have, by the way. So no. Oh, naked and that's a, I think that's a good point. We often will look at things a little differently if we like them. I do encourage yeah. parents to use that thing that you hold in your hand called the remote control. It is such a handy dandy thing because back in Adam and I's day, we were the remote control people. We were the remote control. Channel, this is garbage. <laughs> and there was no fast forward. All right, let's move on. It's time for for a little Disney Woke Kingdom update. Oops, oops, oops. All right, let's see. There we go. That's what we're looking for. That's like Disney on blast. (laughs) I know. Little train wreck there. Disney fans are getting a little tired of a rewrite of Disney. A lot of folks going to Disneyland this year. Many people who can drive because... Driving is preferable to flying, as we'll find out just barely. I have a report that we're going to give you towards the end of our news report. But now Fairy Godmother is being ditched. The Fairy Godmother, that iconic Fairy Godmother, is now going to, it should be like a birthing, fairy birthing person or something but they're saying they're still using the term but they're not saying they're little fairy godmothers that are doing makeovers it's a mouse house service where fairy godmothers at the boutiques at disney world and disneyland give makeovers to kids age 3 to 12 so they get transformed into princesses or knights and Disney's trying to be a little bit more woke and a little more inclusive and since their characters and their cast members which they call their employees can dress in whatever they want calling everybody fairy godmothers if they don't identify that way it's just getting a little confusing so just wanted to give you that update in our Disney update i don't know not much to say there but i read that article that you have up there from the new york post i read it yesterday and i actually really love publications that still allow comments which the interesting thing is most of the woke publications there are no comments on those publications but new york post to their credit i read 275 comments and it's super interesting to me. And I know that we're in a partisan society. So if you're, if you're actually reading the comments of the New York Post, you probably lean conservative to start with. But man, people are fed up with Disney. They are fed up. And people are not going. They're canceling Disney+. And I think at some point, I mean, their stock's down 50% in the last year. Somebody at the top is going to say, wait a minute. Are we in this business to to preach the gospel of progressive wokeism or are we in the business to make money? And I think they're still in the business to make money. They accelerated Lightyear's journey to Disney Plus because it bombed so badly. Um, It'll be interesting to see if they report anything, which they probably won't on what happens with Lightyear once it goes to Disney+. Plus, but And it's unfortunate because it was cute and we both liked it. It's just we're, we're tired of all of that. If you could just keep things neutral, no one's asking. There's not a, a big push of from conservatism to say, Disney, you should be preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're just saying keep it neutral. Right. Entertainment 
be entertainment. That takes us over to PBS, actually, where the popular math show Odd Squad this month became the latest PBS kids series to include same-sex couple issues with uh, characters attending the wedding of two. Sesame Street has been coming under fire. You've seen this, right? I have. It's called the Sesame Snub, where apparently, we'll watch the video, characters are snubbing little black children. So you have this character, this big five, six foot character saying no to these two little black girls that are sitting there waiting to get hugs and he's clapping and giving a high five, saying no to people, no, I gotta go. Um, And they're saying that's not okay because they're black. Sesame Street issued an apology basically saying that we are place, our park, our employees stand for inclusivity and equity in all forms. But now there are many more videos, if you care to watch, for just a moment of kids. I want a hug, but instead I'm going to just keep dancing and ignore. Oh, wait, here's a little white girl. I'll pet her head. This one, they're waving. And he's dancing, giving one kid a hug, and just waving at another who looks like a kid of color. So this is what people are saying. Have you ever put one of those big furry costumes on? Yes, I have. So when I watch these videos, my question is, is it an intentional snub? Do they say, oh, look, there's a black child. I'm not going to give him a high five. Or are they dripping with sweat and they've been doing it for four hours and they're looking down the line and saying, I got a hundred more kids I got to get to. I don't know. Like the skeptic in me says, is this really what it appears to be? Or well, is this some Adam, Adam, at it's wage not paying attention because they're hot and sweaty? I and think that's true. I think it's very true. But the debate here, Adam, is that it's our racism is inherent and they may not even realize that they're snubbing these little kids. And that may be. However, they're not showing the entire parade. I don't know how many white kids were snubbed. Not every kid is going to get a hug and you shouldn't be entitled to a hug because of your color or your race or whatever it may be. So I don't know. Is it just race? I'm not trying to minimize it. I'm just trying to step back because I think I agree no I agree don't get me wrong in the outrage industrial complex which (laughs) these days it takes nothing for somebody to go completely into this frothing outrage I just want to take a step back and say is it some tired pimply 17 year old kid and I was a tired 17 year old pimply kid so don't think I'm down on 17 year olds with pimples who was at the end of his shift and wasn't paying attention. Is it really nefarious systematic racism or was there sweat on his glasses and he didn't see the other two kids? And forget the big costume. I think I have been in a thousand parades if I've been in one throughout my life. I can see that. You're like the parade queen of Seattle. Lord have mercy. I hate parades. I really do. But you can't even throw candy anymore. I know. Here's the fun. I want to go. Now, Narlins, you go down to Narlins, you can bing people with just about anything, but that's another subject. I I love that. But not everybody gets a wave. Not everybody gets the wave. Not everyone gets acknowledged. And we're in an age where everyone demands acknowledgement. Everybody's special. Everyone gets a participation medal. 
I'm just saying. Hear me. I feel bad for the kids that didn't get the treatment. That's a bad feeling. So, but that's okay. You get used to it. That's part of it. Look, when I was a little girl, there was a show called Boomerang and I loved Boomerang and it was for real little kids. And every day she would use a magic mirror and she'd look in her magic mirror and she'd say, I want to say hi to Tommy. I want to say hi to Adam. Happy birthday, Georgia. But she never said me. And I was always disappointed. And I'm wondering, is that because I'm a brown girl or is that because I it's okay for me to deal with that disappointment and realize I can celebrate other people being recognized without right. having to be the victim. Just saying. So right. there's exactly. in exactly. the interest of time. So I'm, uh, I'm pretty ranty today. I hope you're enjoying my of co- always, always. Off the cuff commentary on things. Cause I, you- I just think, Oh man, let's get mad about the real stuff. Okay. I'm dying to hear. We just have a couple more stories and I'm dying to hear your rant on this one. Or maybe you agree. Speaking of PBS, they have joined the campaign to get you to eat more bugs. It's a hot summer and for much of the world and people, I'm not trying to brag or anything. So forgive me, but we're flirting with maybe 80 degrees. It's pretty comfortable here in the Northwest, but for the rest of the globe, it's been a pretty hot summer. So for the sake of the planet, taxpayer funded PBS has joined the fight to give up our attachment to eating meat, save the planet, cool down the planet and eat alternative proteins like insect foods that could benefit our health and our okay. warming planet, according to PBS Nova. All right. All right. But, Are you ready? Uh, I almost, because there's one more okay. thing I want to say. If you, can, watch the video? if you can see, no, no video. Just look at this tweet that says at Nova PBS, as they takes a tasty look at insect foods that could benefit our health and our warming planet. And I'm wondering if I'm not an English major, but they might want to take a looks at their spelling and grammar before they try to save the planet with bugs. But there we go. Enough said. There we go. Turning it over to the commentary by Adam today. I'm going to start in an unexpected place. You know where I'm going to start? I'm going to start in the New Testament. I'm going to say, if it was good enough for John the Baptist, <laughs> good enough for all of us. Locusts and honey. I'm Locus also going honey. to say that not everything that happened in the Bible was meant to be a pattern for the rest of us to follow. For Have you Lodi. eaten locusts and honey? What's that? Have you eaten locusts and honey? No, I have not. Any parts great. I don't even need the locusts. We'll just skip to the honey. There you go. (laughs) Come on. The second thing I'm going to say, I'm going to go full Joe Biden. Come on, man. Are these people at PBS, are they having locusts for lunch? You go first. That's what I say. You go first. (laughs) You eat bugs for six months and then come back and talk to me and we'll have a real conversation after which I'll go have a hamburger. There you go. Amen. And amen. If they eat enough insects for the rest of us, we can stick to our burgers. As we are getting into summer, taking a cruise could cost a lot less than filling your gas tank. According to a report, it was published in the Washington Post. Chris Frey Faust, managing editor of Cruise Critic, says cruises are the one area of travel that is bucking the trend of 
upping costs because you've got flights skyrocketing, they're delayed, they're canceled. Hotels have raised rates and they're coping with labor shortages. Vacation rentals are picked over. Driving isn't the budget-friendly option, but you can still get some cruises for manageable rates, they say. Good right. for them. And Good for them. Okay. Why? No, no. Cruise. I want to go, don't you? COVID cruise. I want to get a boat and just have everybody. Is that, this is basic economics. And I think my dad was an economist, is an economist. He's a salesman, really, but he had a degree in agriculture economics. This is supply and demand. When something is cheap, it is because the supply is outpacing the demand. And I think most of us still think cruise and we think COVID. Yeah. Not going to do it. So they have I'm lots okay. of space available. I will be taking one, you, I think, in September. So join me. But I say if you really want to save money, Adam, my favorite summertime entertainment is just a big sheet in the backyard the with a projector and streaming a fr family-friendly film. So let's get to some of the reviews this week and what you might want to see. What is new out there? Anything good? I'm sorry. I thought you were going to play a clip, so I was waiting. Yeah, there are a couple <laughs> things. Let's start with something that you won't be able to watch in your backyard just yet, but you can go to the theater and see it, and you have it up right there. It's a lovely movie called Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Does choosing what to watch feel like a chore? Okay. Introducing the IMDb What to Watch app. Play quick games with friends and family to discover new to you shows and movies across streaming services. Visit imdb.com slash TV to learn more. Else, when I'm trying to play a trailer, we'll get back to it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what it's about? And we will talk about Mrs. It's Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Mrs. Harris. There we go. Mrs. Harris is the soul of discretion. One would never know she'd been, but for the polish on my knobs. That's what we are, Vi. The invisible women. Kiss me once, kiss me twice. This looks kiss cute. Me once again. Isn't it divine? 500 pounds. 500 quid for a dress? When I put it on, nothing else matters. My Eddie would love to see me in a Dior gown. War has been over a long time. Your Eddie's never coming back. Nothing wrong with dreaming, Eddie. That's what you are. You're a dreamer. You should have been receiving a war widow's pension. It comes quite a tidy sum. Oh, it's my Eddie. It's a sign from my angel. What are you going to do? I'm going to buy a dress. A Christian Dior from Paris. <laughs> there you go. And it's based on a beloved novel, Adam. Which always makes things better, <laughs> I have found. This is a lovely movie. It's obviously a, it's a period piece. It doesn't go back quite as far in history as perhaps we think when we think of a period piece. Oh, but, but how um, I love those. I do. Ada Harris is, is a widow. She is working as a cleaning lady in London. And she laments the fact that she's invisible. That's the word she uses. She's Nobody notices her. Nobody really cares. She's taken for granted. And then a client who can't find the money to pay her for the work she's done buys this $500 dress from Christian Dior in Paris. And we can probably go to the mall now and get Christian Dior. And it's probably not made in Paris. It's probably made in China. However, I digress. She falls in love with this dress. And about the same time, she finds out that she was supposed to be getting a pension 
because her husband had been killed in the war years before. And so she doesn't take very long to figure out what she's going to do. She's going to go to Paris and drop and buy this 500 pound dress. This is a lovely, fun movie. I think that the, I'm sorry, excuse me. I think that the thing that it has to say to us is that all of us encounter people every day that we are tempted to treat as servants or just to see that way, whether it's a person checking out your groceries or you can just go down the list of service jobs, the person at the fast food restaurant. It's easy for us to not see them as human beings. And I think even though this is not a deeply spiritual movie, I think it's one that could prompt a great discussion on what do we do that just accidentally and quietly dehumanizes other people? And what does it look like for us to begin to see people better? Nice movie, just a little bit of profanity, but not much content at all. So this is the nice choice for the week. It's a nice one. And this one is the, oh my gosh, really? Haven't we seen this before? It's called The Gray Man. <laughs> and he had fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Okay, that's not the right thing either. It's Luckily, not, we can I'll edit that why. out. And you we don't need, even need a trailer for this one. We don't need a trailer for this one? No. Do you remember like all the Jason Bourne movies with Matt Damon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's what, a half Have dozen you, of those. Yeah, there's a hundred of them. Have you ever lain awake at night and said to yourself, self, if only they would do a Jason Bourne movie, only use Ryan Gosling instead? Why, just last night I was I not know, right? doing I'm that. Not, I'm actually not asking for a full confession here. Yeah, he plays, a, he plays an assassin who is supposed to kill another assassin who's gone rogue, and the assassin who's gone rogue turns out has secret information. The CIA is doing bad things. The CIA is always doing bad things in movies, right? <laughs> it's just a given. They're up to yeah. no good. And uh, then he has to decide what to do. Seriously, it's a Jason Bourne movie with Ryan Gosling. Okay. That's and I'm know. not sure if I'd rather see him in The Grave Man or getting his Kinergy on in the uh, new Barbie movie. But okay, there you oh, go. I'll take the Barbie movie over this one. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. All right. And that's really it for this week for new films, right? The other one that's going to be generating a buzz is an R-rated movie called Nope, which is a Jordan Peele movie. Okay. And it's about alien abductions. And basically it's trying, the subtext, because uh -huh. his movies always have a subtext, are about the ways that we try to profit on spectacle. Um, and it's R-rated <laughs> mostly for language. And they're Definitely are some horrific things that happen, but there's a ton of language. Too. And you can find out about some of these movies. Nope. I've seen The Marquee. I've seen trailers. I still don't know what it was about until you just mentioned it. So when you go to pluggedin.com, you can get a lot of the information on not just what we've been talking about with movie reviews, but there there are music reviews. There are reviews on YouTube channels, books, music, video games. If it's pop culture, they cover it so you can be in the know. Adam, I wanted to do a review of a musical. I'm going to play just a mo of Hades Town, which is a Tony Award winning musical that's touring the nation. We'll talk about what it is. Take a look at the trailer. I'll tell you what, the music is out 
standing to Hades Town. It tells the version of the ancient Greek myth of Orpheus and Eurydice. Eurydice oh. is this young girl, and she's hungry, looking for something to eat. She connects with Orpheus. They fall in love, but she decides to walk away from that to go work in a hellish industrial underground world underworld to escape climate change and poverty and to go someplace where they build a wall. I'm going to tell you the music is spectacular. The movement, the dance, it is so well done. It is wonderful. The ending though is anticlimactic. It's sad. It's if ancient Greek mythology that those stories never end well. They never end. It's it's like fairy tales, real fairy tales. They just don't end well. Uh, so it, in that it's sad, it is a little bit preachy and head scratching because you're looking at this and you're thinking, okay, so going to work in an industrial underworld, apparently it's much better to sit in a speakeasy drinking and singing than working. So <laughs> there it is. If, if only we could just get rid of, tear down the wall, we could all sit in speakeasies and drink all day and all night and it's all good and glamorous and wonderful so there you go Hades Town I think it's worth a see it's not overly preachy to the point of oh my gosh I'm tired of all of this beautifully done so if you are a musical buff I think it's definitely memorable music and uh, and a very well done production if you're looking at the tour of Hades Town so there you go final minutes together Adam anything coming up we can get excited about next week we have the League of Super Pets so if you've been thinking again pining for a new kind of superhero story <laughs> It's coming. It's coming. All right. Yeah, that's kind of superhero pets. Okay. I don't know. Do you have a superhero pet? Oh, yeah. He's on the floor, I think. He's sleeping. <laughs> Which actually, go. I think sleep. It's a superpower. You get, the more you realize sleep actually is a superpower. So. <laughs> I love it. What we do here on My Michelle Lives Entertainment Review is look at some of the news, some of the movies, things that are out there in the entertainment world from a family-friendly perspective. Not a lot of people do that anymore. And part of it is holding the entertainment world's feet to the fire and saying, you know what? There's a lot of us out here who just want entertainment. We also like you to... Like holding their feet to the fire. Way to go. See, that's why we have Adam here. He serves that important purpose. It's just a metaphor. And it's just know. a metaphor. There's no fire involved. No we Hollywood also, producers were injured in the making of this podcast. Thank you, Jesus. And that. speaking of Jesus, we also like to lead you to the God story, making good choice, glorifying God with your family, and even in entertainment, which sometimes can just be mindless and fun. If it doesn't in some way give you a, a, a way to have even a little conversation that leads your family back to the things that are important. Eh, I think it's worth revisiting, thinking through and going to plugged in and letting them give you some tools to make the best decisions for your family. Adam Holtz can be found at pluggedin.com and you can find more information at my Michelle live. Thank you for liking, sharing and driving. We appreciate you. See you next time. Thanks Adam. Thank you. Yourself. More entertainment at mymichellelive.com.